smart shoppers everywhere take time out to pause and refresh. And where else but in the fountain where they serve ice-cold Coca-Cola? Oh, you creepy son of a bitch. <laughs> God, I hate that dude. Can you change his name? No, no. start us off. Yeah, get going. It's okay. Anglo can just edit all this out. No, I have to edit it. Fucking talk. No, well, it's fine. BR can just edit all of it out. Oh, my. All right. I'm, I'm not worried about his editing. Hold on a minute. Hold on. Let me take a sip. What? When is this going to air? This is very professional. <sighs> all right. Honestly, it should air. And I think the fact that we're self-aware of the fact that it should air is funny. So it should air. <laughs> anyway, what's up, everybody? This is the E-Militia, or, I mean, what's awake of it. And we got another guest. That's two guests in a row. Last week, it was Pogue Actual. This week, we got the one and only Empress of Memes. The S is questionable. I can't quite remember, but... uh. Anyway, she's joined us, and we're going to talk about a couple interesting topics. But first and foremost, we got to know why the imp, as I choose to call her, and that's EMP, not IMP, because I'm not a sexual deviant, is why imp is the way that she is. So go ahead and tell us why why you are the way that you are. Where did it all begin? It all began. Um, we'll start at the beginning. Okay, at the beginning. Like everybody else, the big I was <laughs> the big bang. I was a statist growing up. Gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I normal, was, normal, but gross. I got to stay up late and watch like Bill O'Reilly, even though my bedtime was earlier. Oof. Yeah. And then I left home, and I didn't really care about politics for a while. Until, I don't know if you guys like know about the murder of Kelly Thomas. He was killed by cops. Mm. Was it justified? <laughs> Is it ever? <laughs> no. He was beaten no, by I cops. Mean, and like, I mean, according to the official narrative, was it justified? Yes, it was justified. He didn't get, the cops didn't get convicted. Mm. Well, you know, they have a hard job. <laughs> it was six, six of them against one man. They're just trying to get home safely. Yeah, I mean, they got families too. They're just trying to lift the paycheck, right? They don't make the laws. They just enforce them violently, without question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sorry. We just we automa- like every single time we just automatically go tangent of <laughs> cops okay. are trash. I kind of I kind of was interested in what other people were saying about police brutality, so I got on Twitter. I just kind of searched his name 
and I followed some of the people talking about it. Some of them were leftists and some of them were libertarians. And one day I tweeted the words like our government and then I was mansplained into libertarianism. Somebody messaged me and they were like, you know, it's not our government and they went on and then they told me to watch some videos of Ron Paul and then to pay attention to him in the debates. And so I looked up some of the videos on YouTube and one of the first ones I saw of the Republican like debates in 2011, one of the commentators asked him, he's like, you were asked how you felt about like if gay people should get married and he was like sure i don't care what other people do <laughs> and i was just like wait this is, this is a republican saying this i don't understand and he's like so are you okay with gay marriage and ron paul was like you know i have my morals but i don't really care what other people do and the government definitely shouldn't have to have a thing in it i think that that very simple thought process i think radicalized a lot of people are oh. <laughs> again the puff because they're like oh wait i don't give a fuck either <laughs> yeah it was great but he was just so like casual about it he's like sure i don't care what they do mm. and it was just very different and i always thought it's like you're a republican or you're a democrat and he was giving this different perspective so i bought his book and i watched him in every day in every debate and just became completely obsessed with him and so would you have called yourself a republican at that point or were you just like oh Something different. I didn't really call myself. I didn't really know what I was because I didn't agree with like everything on both sides. But at that point, I probably would have voted Republican. But I don't know if you've ever seen the John Stewart, the, like the show about the Ron Paul blackout, like the media blackout. Mm. He like he was I, given. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go on. No, never say go, go ahead. Just go ahead and say what you were like, saying because it's never, nothing's ever going to be fucking said if everybody's just like, no, go ahead. So he was given way less time in the debates to talk. And then, like, sometimes they would just go way out of their way to just avoid saying his name. He got, I think, like, second in the aisle. Yeah, like, yeah I remember that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember that also. And they were like, and Michelle Bachman was pushed down to third place. And they said the first place, but they just didn't say his it was ridiculous wait when was this um probably like 2012 12? Like, yeah i think okay. like that election i was making sure i was alive and i watched it or i watched it on youtube oh. i can't remember <laughs> that you were alive when ron paul was in the debates come on man i'm a young i'm a young man you all right so uh <laughs> that's like five years ago or something i'm only tw i'm only 12 years old <laughs> My mouth was way off there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm sorry. Anyway, <laughs> it's okay. So I was a little bit like after that, I was a little bit, I didn't really like the idea of not all of the candidates getting a fair shot. And one of my friends told me to read Lysander Spooner. And he was just like, you know, the constitution of no authority, no treason. I think the book's name is, and he was talking about how the constitution didn't prevent, it either allowed or didn't prevent like the system that we have now. And it was unfit to exist. And I was just like, wait, that's an option. Like no government, we can do that. <laughs> and so I was kind of, for the next few years, I didn't want a government, but I didn't really know how that would be achieved. I assumed mm. through like a collapse or something like that. 
So that, that's a pretty quick radicalization from being like apolitical to like, you know what, fuck the system. Well, I was like, I mean, when I say I was obsessed with Ron Paul, I was obsessed with Ron Paul. <laughs> I, I, I think amongst the listeners to the podcast, no one's going to judge you. And so just like his unfair treatment, like it was, and I think it happened to a lot of people. I left social media and when I came back, like everybody I knew was anarchist and I think it had a lot to do with how he was treated. Uh, so and, you've been, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. If, were you, were you about to say no, 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 no. If you, if you were to say something, if you were about to make like just pile right through us because we just babble. So. I kind of forgot where I was going. Okay. So now, now it's like 2012. You're totally into Ron Paul. Did you, did you leave Twitter or social media before this or after this? A little bit after in 2014. I, I told BR a little bit about it, but like I was doxxed. And so I just ended up deleting my account and just got off social media for a while. Kind of just like, I was like really into criminal justice stuff then. So I started reading more books about that and not really digging into anarchy or anything like that until I like went back on social media. And last year, one of my friends, Rollo McFlugel of the Rollo and Slappy Show, he wrote this blog post um, called like how to lose government weight effectively or efficiently, one of the words. And he talked about how, unless there is a huge paradigm shift, um, like a, a boo type event or a collapse, would just lead to the same system or something very similar. And it got me thinking like, sort of how we would get rid of the system. And that made a lot of sense just because a lot of people are so obsessed with the state. Like they defend its worst actions, no matter the argument. So, like, full on into the, the thought process that this is something that cannot be reformed. So, you never had, like, the LP stage or... The party? No. Yeah. No, you, you never had any sort of, like, this can be fixed. It just, like, straight to, we need, this needs to fall apart. And Yeah, well, I didn't know, I guess I didn't know how. I assumed that to get to anarchy, it had to be a collapse. Until, like, I guess I never considered agorism or anything like that until... Hmm. I read that, wow. and then I was just like, okay, well, that makes sense. So, All right, so, just, so I know we've talked about this in the, in the, within the confines of the E-Militia group chat before. But really, I mean, with, an, with a general anarchist society, what's the difference between that and agorism? Like, how is agorism a subculture of anarchy in general if it's, like, more of a means to an ends as opposed to a a pre-designed like system of culture do you understand what i'm saying yeah i think so it's it's a means to an end so like agorism wouldn't exist in like an anarcho-capitalist society because the way like a state has to exist for agorism to exist because it's so right okay yeah. like a, a thing you do <laughs> yeah it's socialism topic. on the way to communism mm, yeah well, if you if you debated a socialist, they would disagree. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, from for all intents and purposes, yeah. it's the act of 
uh, it's, I don't it's know, I guess counter- it's the act of getting rid of the government through <laughs> try, doing everything you can to get rid of government services. Okay, so by resisting and disobeying. Now, like, uh, this is an important point. This is significant. So, when you're done with your evolutionary origin story, I think this is where we should come back to talk about uh, <laughs> counter economics and like how you can make the state obsolete through that. I hope I can help. <laughs> you can. Look, uh, that's literally the reason we decided to have you on this podcast. So, if you can't help, we're just going to delete the podcast. Oh, wait. <laughs> I will help. No, no pressure. No um, pressure. So, what? How? How long did you take off from uh, social media between being doxxed and deciding, like, okay, I need to get back and start getting into the community again? Wait, you got um, docked? Yeah. Oh I my! She, come on, man. Keep up. No, I was going to get a beer. I didn't hear shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I made a joke and somebody screenshotted it, and they posted it in a dysfunctional veterans. Facebook group <laughs> and they found me everywhere. Like the most status of them all, the veteran. Yes. yes. Well, I made a joke about like the, the King veteran, Chris Kyle. <laughs> oh my God. Chris Kyle was one of the fucking worst. <laughs> I know. And it was awful. And it was like for three months, just constant harassment at my job. It's like the ratings all- of this podcast are going to go through the fucking floor because I just said Chris Kyle is one of the worst. <laughs> but he is. And the I mean, dude killed kids without like, question. And bragged about it in his book. And later on, it was like it came out that he was just a huge liar anyway. As most Navy SEALs Wait. tend to be. How did it come out as a lie? I, I didn't hear anything about that. Um, somebody said that he like exaggerated his what he did in the service, I guess. <laughs> I don't know exactly how, but apparently he... Over I mean, how did it, uh, how was it, uh, was it proven as a lie or was it just like, I think so, yeah, really? Wow, yeah. okay, if I'm wrong, the movie was pretty I'm good. Wrong. I mean, I'm a fan of Bradley Cooper, he's a cutie. <laughs> yeah. See, that the movie is what I joked about. Oh, uh, what was the joke? I'd like to know. <laughs> I said that they would have named it American Psycho, but it was already taken. Oh, shit. <laughs> I bet that was funnier in meme form, but that's a pretty good joke. It was horrible. Uh, anyway, so, it took off like five years from social media, maybe four years. Oh, oh damn. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, it was a really long I literally time. checked this shit like every 20 minutes. <laughs> I got a lot of reading done and other stuff just didn't really bother me at all. But then I started so, to get what, back, connect with some of the people, see what was yeah. up. So, so, um, did you, so you came back to like, get back in contact with all your old friends, right? Right. Yeah. I didn't um, get in contact with a lot of them. I met like a newer group of people and they're kind of like the core group that I've like talked to and learned from over the last like year. All of them are agorists. All of them are very down to earth libertarian, like not completely libertarian in personality. I was getting another piece of cheese, piece of cheese wrapped in pepperoni. Jesus fucking, we, we're a very professional setup. <laughs> we're never professional. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about. People have come, people have come to expect a certain thing from us guns. They expect exactly what we deliver every time, which is me fucking up the professionalism. 
Anyway, so um, I does that bring us up to date? Sort of just uh. Oh uh, yeah, basically just you know, I guess I could tell you like I got into the propaganda stuff, like the police propaganda stuff from like I read this book by John Pfaff. It's called Locked In. And he talked about this guy, Willie Horton, who during like the Bush Dukakis campaign in the late 80s, he there was like this prison that had a weekend release program and it was extremely successful, like 99% successful. And this guy, Willie Horton, he went out on the weekend release program, did a bunch of horrible stuff. And the media just completely blew that up, talked about how the program was a failure, even though it wasn't, it was really successful. And just kind of got me interested in that stuff. And then in 2014, there was like an article about Eric Garner. And I've posted this on Instagram before. Like the New York Times posted it. And it was just like they ended the story by telling how he was overweight. And they never once said, you know, they kept referring to him as being arrested. And like he died during his arrest and things like that. And it was just like very exonerative language and it was frustrating and I just kind of wanted to learn a little bit more about that and so that's mostly what I learn about and read about it's like criminal justice stuff yeah and um I'm really glad that you're starting to get into that because I, I, most people they, they know you for like sharing the templates and stuff but then um getting to this propaganda type stuff it's something that I think a lot of the community hadn't really ever heard of or considered we we know that you know, media is usually biased against people um, who get killed by cops and stuff. Apart from, we've come to expect the leftist media, well, not leftist, but left media to be like, oh, you know, police brutality. And they were for a short time. But now, as you've pointed out, you have um, very left, like, uh, websites. Like, um, not Vox, but it was someone of that sort of area um, saying, uh, like... Um, man dies during arrest and stuff, killed by bullet during officer shooting and all this, oh, no. <laughs> these very obscure, abstract um, ways of saying a cop killed someone. The precision of speech, yeah, like just like well, in the book, The Giver. The way you can dissect it, the way you understand the language and are able to dissect it, is like, yeah, I always knew the media was full of shit and they changed stuff, but I can't look at it and go, well, you know what, this is what they should have said, or... The left, when it comes to police brutality, they're really good at like acknowledging and finding like problems, but a lot of times their solutions are like more government, more funding, things like that. A lot, I think a that a committee, yeah. I you know what? That, I'm gonna be honest, I have literally never come to that conclusion, so uh, I'm proud <laughs> of you. They, the left is good at pointing out problems, terrible at fixing them. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a really good point, honestly. I think that with police brutality, they like to, and this is why they always bring up, and it's a really sad story, but they'll always bring up Trayvon Martin, even though he wasn't killed by a cop, because mm. some of the laws, like the standard honor laws, were written in, like, with the assistance of, like, this group, ALEC, and that is, like, a, almost like a country club of big businesses. So, like, when the left talks about police brutality, they want to somehow always link it with corporations and how the free market is bad and not like how the government is bad. Yeah, like a lot of these situations that um, end up with people getting killed by officers, it's because of some stupid uh, 
arbitrary victimless crime enforcement, such as like uh, cigarette sales outside the shop. That's um, what this major New York case was about. The, uh, you know, I can't breathe thing, right? Uh, yeah. 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 Eric Garner. Yeah. Um, or a broken turn signal or an expired license plate. <laughs> window tint. And then walking um, down the street. And then, of course, I don't really know who said it. It could just be some random person on Instagram, but there's like, there's no, there's nothing so small that the government won't kill you for it. Like nothing. Oh, absolutely not. And um, it's, there's so much, so many comments from bootlickers that say, like, <laughs> go, gotta roll the term out there. But it's like, it's your people. fault for resisting. Yeah, like, you should, should just let them. Should don't make the them law. Laws, they just violently enforce them without question. Enthusiastically <laughs> enforce them, and um, yeah, it's it's such a disconnect. It's like these are tiny laws that don't save anyone. Window tint. And um, like selling cigarettes. That's it's worse. It's worse to enforce them than it is to write them. Yeah. A hundred percent of the time. Like legitimately. Come on now. Like, bro. <laughs> oh my God, dude. But I don't even do understand. Help, they do help write the laws though. Like with their police unions. That's true. They, they like, do like help the write the laws. worst people to head up their unions. And unions are always the biggest obstacle to reform in most states like the police unions they defeat concealed carry all the time they want you know crime in america is historically low but it's in the best interest for police unions to keep americans incredibly fearful and i think that they use the media to do that i think no. that they use like cop shows to do that and no man god damn i don't like well we could talk about cop shows for uh, literally a whole fucking podcast well, we can do we can do it for a few minutes because it's all part of the no no seriously part of the conversation. Um, we're yeah. being co conditioned by media of all descriptions. It's not just I'm like just, I'm just talking about how much the e militia as a unit agrees with the fact <laughs> that cop no, shows are cop used show to and grooming us for authoritarian. The, the cop shows are used to program the people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like like oh my god, it pisses me off. It makes me angry. Legit. It's propaganda for how they want you to think the system works. You want to know, like, my biggest complaint about them? In a lot of these shows, the relationship, like, almost every cop show, how it portrays the relationship between eternal affairs and the cops, like, it's really adversarial when we know that's not the truth. Like, they want you to think that eternal Yeah, because they're all part of the same union. It's the same yeah. brotherhood. <laughs> they all protect each other. But if you watch those cop shows, you would all think right, I'm going to be honest. Explain I can't to watch me like them. I'm five. What is eternal affairs? Um, it's like the people who investigate cops, like when they do stuff, like it's but, part of the police. I don't know if it's part of the police. Too. So the government, like, the government. Yeah. It's the I police investigating the police. Yeah. No. So the, the government investigating the government. Uh, exactly. In all these shows, no. they okay. always show like. Wow, that shit is whack. <laughs> yeah. The cops always get punished in the shows. I think they want you to think that that's how the system works when we know this, it's not. Yep. <laughs> It's a well-oiled machine. And I think a lot but of But even their punishments in the shows aren't that bad. Give me your badge and your gun. You know, <laughs> and then they're back and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I took care of it. And they're like, oh, we're happy to have you back. You'll never do it again. <laughs> they have, like, in the shows, they have dirty cops. And the dirty cops always get punished in the shows. But the main characters, 
even if they do like that's dirty what they cop are. stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even if they do dirty cop stuff, like it's always seen like, oh, it's for the victim. We'll allow it. You know, like you've got that image of the cop kicking in a door without the warrant. And they're like, there's a victim to save. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, that's OK. Well, as long as they're doing it for public safety, I'm fine with that. I hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. even as a child, even as a child on the weekends watching like special victims unit. God. And watching them oh like God. take small liberties with shit, I would be like, wait, that's horseshit. Special victims unit is arguably the worst of them all. They created like the whole fake like rape kit. CSI. <laughs> well, yeah. But like they created like the narrative that the rape kit testing, it was like a backlog implying that the cops just didn't have the time or resources to go through all these rape kits, but as we're seeing now with all these like progressive DAs getting voted in, the the rape kits like they're getting them done in just months, like testing all of them. So it's not like a black a backlog; it's just they're being ignored. Well, yeah, they're totally being ignored. They're out there enforcing laws against drugs and tinted windows and broken taillights. Lift kits because those bring in revenue. How small your fucking tires are. Lift kits. Walking across the street when a fucking light isn't shining in a certain light, like God, like if you really explain how these laws are, they like they inevitably, objectively sound stupid. Like if a certain light isn't flashing over this road, it's illegal to walk over it. What? Are you kidding me? Jesus Christ! I mean, I mean jaywalking. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the I, I've seen a show that explained country. the whole term of jaywalking, and it started out because roads used to belong to everybody. You know, before cars were around, you had people with horses and just walking up and down the roads. Then cars came around, and they were hitting people. So people, were, they wanted to outlaw cars, but instead, the car manufacturers lobbied the government and started all these propaganda ads jaywalking is like a derogatory term for a hillbilly so they started calling it don't be a jaywalker <laughs> that's a dumb i think i remember hearing something like that it's insane on, what that was it's it like so... before cars were everywhere <laughs> <laughs> i don't like horses so i was happy <laughs> sorry i had to get the old man joke <laughs> oh no no <laughs> what? i don't like horses either man they're too smart and big. I'm no, scary as fuck. If you yeah, never work with you, them, they'll kick you out. Shit. Yeah, I'm good. Are you saying you prefer roads? Ooh, or bikes. Stay test. If you need something <laughs> that a horse can do, you could do it on a dirt bike. <laughs> no, so not really. Not you just want dirt bikes. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Snowmobiles. Like, four I mean, by fours. I I know the general conception is everybody in the South is a cowboy. That's not the case. I've never fucking worked with a horse. I remember one time I was doing landscaping for a woman and she walked outside and she had a horse with her. Like this shit happens regularly in the South. Like people just come up to you with horses. I'm serious. And happens. Was the horse with her in the house? No, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't in the house. It was on her property. I was working on her property. She came up to me with the horse. She handed me the reins. She said, Hey, can you watch Jake? For a while. I'm like, is it going to kill me? I was like, <laughs> I, get, I guess. I mean, I'm getting paid by her, so I can't, like, 
fuck that. You know what I mean? I can't say that. So I'm just like, yeah, sure, I'll I'll watch Jake for a while. Never been around a horse. This motherfucker's (laughs) taller than me. Like, obviously, like a thousand fucking pounds. And I'm just sitting there holding him. Mm -hmm. And some dogs start barking. He starts freaking out. And I'm like, I'm the only thing I know what to say is, wow, whoa. Whoa, Jake. Please don't fucking trample me to death. (laughs) (laughs) Easy. Yeah, it's scary as shit, man. Damn. My my neighbor had oxen. Oh, serious shit. shit. Yeah, two giant horns. He's like, come over, pet them. I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll stay on this side of the fence. (laughs) (laughs) So we go from cup shows to to oxen. That was a good transition, honestly. That was one of the best ever. Um, (laughs) So um, earlier, earlier we were trying to get like a short sort of uh, teach me like I'm five lesson on agorism because I, I feel like a lot of people they know of it they agree with like the intention of it but they couldn't explain it to someone else which I think is a great weakness in this community and yeah, so I think yeah, we're gonna go ahead and lay on you the responsibility of explaining to essentially the entire liberty community <laughs> the concepts of agorism so hopefully your millions of listeners will appreciate what I have to say. I'll do my best for me. I appreciate the million <laughs> listeners comment. <laughs> for me, I don't think you don't really have to be like some like elite intellectual to understand agorism. If you practice the ideals of libertarianism, you're going to be an agorist. If you're not practicing the ideals of libertarianism, but you're talking about it all day, you're kind of just like a pundit. So if you have a yard sale, do you report your taxes to the IRS? Like, do you tell the IRS that you've had this yard sale and you made this amount of money? If you don't, like, you're an agorist. In that moment, yeah. Yeah, you're practicing counter-economics. and I'm definitely not an expert on this. If I'm saying things wrong, I'm so sorry. Flea, flea markets. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know if flea markets are a thing in Ohio. I just said the word. I don't live in no, Ohio. No, we got them. Who doesn't right. have flea markets? Well, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> shit. Um, oh, shit. I ain't been to Ohio. Well, actually, I have. But I'm not from Ohio. You're from Indiana, which is just Ohio light. All right. I do not appreciate this. Um, so like Cody Wilson inventing like ghost guns, that's Mm -hmm. agorism, uh, Bitcoin, like buying Bitcoin and using it. That's, you know, practicing agorism. So so, like, if you read some of Congan's work, there's like tons of definitions that he gives. So basically like agorism requires a state to be present and as a form of like peaceful revolution. Okay, yeah, it, exactly. All right. It lies so at the intersection of entrepreneurship and disruption. Well, like you said, it's a means to an end. Yes. All right. Whether that be anarcho capitalism or volunteerism, I don't mm-hmm. know if I said that right, but any of those things. So, my, my layman takeaway is it's circumventing government regulation in a way that an entrepreneur sort of would approach doing so. If he wasn't coerced by violence into not doing it. 
Or if he didn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> so essentially, agorism is just what normal people would do without the presence of government. No, I think it's more of making the effort to go out of your way to find out ways to do things that doesn't support the government. Well, Strangling them economically and putting them out of business. Well, say I was born under a rock and I lived under that rock my whole life and then all of a sudden I came out from under that rock and I decided to open up a business because somehow I knew what the fuck that meant and I opened up a business <laughs> and I didn't report my taxes. I would be agorist but I wouldn't be actively trying to evade government involvement and I would still be agorist. Okay. Um, my point is as the whole e-malicious point is and ev literally everything they do the government is not essential to the functionality of, of society. AKA agorism is just what natural uh, scenarios, how natural scenarios would play out if people just decided to trade together. I think a really good example of it and used all the time is Uber. So like some, I don't know how many people developed Uber one or two or whatever. They developed it. They didn't ask permission. They just developed this app where people could order a car to come pick them up. And it subverts, you know, like the taxi medallion things, which I hear are freakishly oh, yeah. expensive. Like a huge racket. Because, like, they only, they only give out so many. And each taxi medallion is, it gets more expensive if there's, like, less of them. So when Uber came around, like, it was a huge threat to government. That's why they tried to shut it out of a lot of cities. Yeah. And you know what? Over in Europe, over in Europe, wait, what about London? I think they've successfully, well, not, not successfully, that's a strong word, but they've done it in London. I think they've stamped out Uber and Lyft. Hey. Let me fact hey. check that. Guns, uh, guns and guillotines, girlfriend. I don't want to dox you on a... Uh, oh what was the situation like in Spain with Uber? So the taxi drivers had to pay a fee to the government to get their license to be a taxi driver and get certain insurance to be able to drive people around. But Uber didn't have to do that. Uber just paid the app. So these taxi drivers were losing money where Uber was just gaining money because Uber didn't have to pay that fee to the government. So what did the government do? Um... I can't remember. I quit keeping up with it. Okay. But Uber is still there. So, But hindered. I don't know. But I think I that's what they did in New York. Taxi drivers in Spain went on strike for a while and nobody was taking Uber. Uber drivers and taxi drivers were like fist fighting in the streets and shit. Shit. Yeah. Lit. Well, I think that's pretty much everywhere in the States. You have to buy a permit to run a taxi. And pay which, the is whore, taxi. which is horse shit. Like, why should I have to buy a fucking government license to decide that I want to drive Hangham to his fucking job for $5. You have to buy a separate license, like a chauffeur's license, and in certain places, like the medallion. And those can be like, I think even up to millions of dollars to get You those. know what? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what it, the fuck you're talking about when you say medallion. And well, well at least you never really know what I'm talking about when I say Dude. medallion. I just think it's like um, maybe what they call like their certification or something. I'm in South Carolina. I see a taxi maybe once a month. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen a taxi. <laughs> yeah, I don't see them that often. I see Uber all the time. 
Yeah, I, I do Uber a lot. Yeah, I, I see Uber, Uber and Lyft all the time. But yeah, like around times here, I get drunk. I use Uber a good bit. Two bh, two bh. You have to buy a taxi license to be able to just pick someone up on the street. I think like a chauffeur's license. I know, like in my state, we have well, that. Yeah, see, we don't need the. You don't need a chauffeur's driver's license to be able to drive a taxi. But the taxi company has to pay a license to operate as a taxi, and then they have what they call livery which is like limos and it's like light taxis. Those taxis aren't allowed to pick you up on the street. You have to like call them and arrange ahead of time. I think that's similar. So it's one of those things. Well, if they, if they see anyone except the taxi company's car picking people up, that's a way to ticket it, ticket them and find them. And then there is where I live, there was like a corruption ring where yellow cab was paying off city officials so that other taxi companies weren't allowed to get the permit. Yep, sounds about right. This is Tom Woods' episode about agorism, and he talks about how, and Konkin did too, like you do things like Uber and homeschooling and a home births was one of them where they're illegal and doing them is practicing like counter economics, but eventually they become so it's like unprofitable to prevent these things. So the government mm, uh, starts to allow them. Which I think uh, making yourself unprofitable to be governed is also agoristic, but I mean, g- generally ANCAP, uh, no, not ANCAP, but like uh, anarchist as well. Like, you know, homesteading, just anything you can do to reduce your amount of involuntary dependence on the state. I think like last year, maybe. Am um, I making sense? Yeah. I think Just like about. last year. <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Good. Last year, this article came out that said the tax gap was like um, maybe $4 billion or $4 trillion. And it was getting like way too expensive for them to hire auditors. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Which no. is pretty cool. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, a, what a horrible time to be alive. <laughs> Some woman, she like, and she got ratioed for it, but she like tweeted out the link like to get maybe like sympathy for the government, and people were just like, "Uh, yeah, no, we don't care. <laughs> this is good news." Oh fuck yeah! I mean, anything, <laughs> anything that reduces their capability, to, that's that's an agoristic win, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all have the same goal. I just think a lot of people don't understand the word itself. Yeah, and um, agorism, so by the way, that's like the fucking word. Basically, so this right. this leads this leads quite nicely into uh, some of the questions I've got for uh, Empress. Oh. So, well, so, something something I took note of about her talking about her as if she's not in the room right now, <laughs> specifically was uh her the fact that she was not pro Boogaloo. Yeah, and I think I've got that's that's one of my questions too, and I think this is a very good topic for all of us to discuss because I, I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page. I didn't realize. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we talked about it before. None of us are pro boogaloo because we understand what the fuck that means, and thousands <laughs> of people are going to die, and thousands yeah. of people that we don't want to die are going to die. Yeah, but um, so, and let, let I, me, sorry, um. 
I was going to say go ahead, but I'm not. I'm just gonna <laughs> go <away. laughs> there you go. Just let him. I think like there really does have to be a huge paradigm shift for something like a boogaloo to be successful. Right yeah, now, pa- like, paradigm is a big word. We <laughs> a, a change of mind. Honest. Like everybody has to change their minds. You know, like we spend all day <laughs> telling people why they should be free, and they spend all day telling us why they shouldn't be free. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know mean, the indoctrination is real. We talk about that a lot. I feel like I it, say. I feel like I say the phrase, we talk about that a lot, a lot, but we do talk about how we talk about that a lot, a lot. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> so, There's the like a, I don't but know. This is definitely one of those times like indoctrination is fucking real, my guy. It really is. And it's Stockholm syndrome. I think like, shit, like, basically it's like a culture of despotism and we've seen it a lot of times in history. Like despot, the- two good words in a row. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I'm gonna have to um, throw in words like vitriolic, and caustic. <laughs> Do you know what those? Like a very big word. Um, okay, we live in a culture of big government good. Big government good, yeah. <laughs> I agree. That was rude. Um, I mean, I don't agree. I don't agree that big government is good, but I do agree that that's what society's perception is. Just let it get on with it. Oh my god! I almost fucked myself up. I had to make sure. You know what I mean? I gotta. I got an image to keep here. <laughs> um, and historically, the government, like we have these rights, but when the government violates them, people don't really care. Like internment during World War Two and yep. the suspension of habeas corpus. And I think all the government has to do is just say, you know, like there's a. We've learned, we have secretive information, and we've learned of this credible attack that's going to happen. We're going to suspend the Constitution. I promise it'll come right back. And people, <laughs> if, they will do it. And I think if something like the Boogaloo happened, if you don't shrink the government through agorism, like, it's, it's not going to be successful at all. So, so you're what? saying we need... You're using agorism to help change people's mindset in a hope that there, when there is a collapse, that people will already be preconditioned to want to take personal responsibility and realize that they don't need the government to uh, live their life. I think it's more like you, you practice agorism, you make it unprofitable to be governed, you replace these things that the government does with private institutions. So by the time a collapse happens, if it happens, it's going to be so small and insignificant ex- that people aren't going to notice. Hey, that's, that's going okay. to take a lot of work. Well, but we're getting there. I mean, yeah. I, I get that. Sorry, My thing yeah. is, I think the collapse is going to come before the paradigm shift comes. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to happen before we're ready. Absolutely. Like the, I don't think that people are going to be ready. The economy is going to collapse. People are going to start starving, and then fighting is going to start to take off. And then they might untrust the government, or maybe they'll—who knows? Maybe they'll be running the government, asking for help. Oh, you guys should be feeding us. <laughs> All right. So, so let me let me help us find our feet here a little bit. So, I was going to jump in and frame this with. Um, so the question was. Um, can you get Empress to explain her thoughts on the Boog? And I agree. I agree with her already, but but 
more need to hear it. That's that's poor English, so M more um, need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> more, go, big government bad. Agree. Um, and, and, and and so what I wanted to say was I think a lot of people view the email shit as like bloodthirsty, like let's kick this thing off and really get into it. But but I think we're Wait, what'd you just say? What'd you just say? I don't think but, you guys are. You have Anglo to center you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Well, he's oh, anarchist now, so I mean, uh, yeah, all bits are off. But um, but I, I think all of us really follow the same um thought process of agorism, which is we would much rather see a peaceful revolution where the government is just phased out. Because and I think there is a possibility. Because um, something I often talk about is uh. The individual, as technology improves, the individual's more and more capable. Like an individual now can produce things in, within the comfort of their own home that yeah. person a hundred years ago couldn't fucking dream of manufacturing. Exactly. Speaking of which, I just got my eighty percent jig in the mail. Yep. <laughs> I mean, hundred years ago, you'd have to have for like legal whole, reasons. Whole... <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I own no such device. Yeah, I don't. I've never even heard of it. What is that? Were you voting just now? Was I what? I said a hundred years ago, people didn't have what they have now. Hang on, you just interrupted the lady. <laughs> it's okay, I wasn't saying anything important. Go ahead. And uh, they lived without with less government than people do now. People have more things and they have more capabilities, and yet they still ask for more government help. Yeah, I mean, back then, two hundred years ago, if somebody was like, "Hey, can I have some help buying groceries?" We literally probably would have fucking killed them. What? I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. L okay, okay. Not if they were just like, hey, you personally, you personally, will you help me buy groceries? But if they were like, the government should give me your oh, yeah. money to buy groceries, we would have been like, okay, somebody grab the tar. <laughs> you know? But now we're like, yeah, it's so, yeah, it's cool. Sure. I mean, you know, safety nuts and everything. Like, I don't think people should abuse it, but, you know, if they end up in a tight spot, they should be able and to. And then you say, well, most of the system's abused, and they go, I know. I, I know it's abused. <laughs> but they say I, know I, about I still everything. think we should have it. They say, well, I'll just abuse it, too. They say no about everything. Like, the government is inevitably corrupt, and they're like, yeah, I know, but Trump's the best president we've ever had. So, <laughs> I, so, I, so as I was saying, I think same thing with preferring a peaceful revolution and seeing the potential possibility of that. But I, I think it's our cynicism kicking in where we're like, we'd rather be prepared for the a horrible, bloody one, and then hope it turns out to be uh, an agorist phasing out the government revolution prepared for a boogaloo is a little different than like actively wanting oh, it to happen yeah, yeah that's I agree, that's, yeah. that's why i don't refer to myself as a collapsitarian or an accelerationist. stupid personally like i, I think I, accelerationists are dumb i mean goddamn like we're probably gonna die so fuck <laughs> like chill bro chill i want what? chickens before i die fuck but, I mean, <laughs> I said I want chickens before I die, and they're trying to speed this shit up. Like, I just want to have my chicken coop, and then I can die. Okay, that's that's fair. But uh, I so I I have a different. 
I, I do believe. But at the same time, being the old man in the group. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would like I'm to at, see. I'm at peace with my yeah. uh, mortality. <laughs> I want my social security check. <laughs> I was going to say, I would like to see change before I die. Uh, too late. It's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to die. Mr. Uh, I'm 67 years old. Mr. You know the whole Mr. Thing my if, kids uh, have kids. If there must be problems, let them be now. That's so my kids can live free. Mm, never heard of it. Sounds like an old people thing. Oh it is. God. Certainly not a baby boomer saying. Mm. If there are problems, let them let them be in the far future. So my kids are and I'm dead. I think it's the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> if there are problems, let them be in the future because I don't fucking have kids yet. Chill. I don't want to pay for them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't want to see a collapse, and I don't want a bunch of people to die, which will happen. But at the same time, I would like to see some resolve before I kick the bucket. And as old as I am, you know, that could be any day. Yeah. What are you, 60, you turned 67 this year? 73. 73? 73. <laughs> I'm already collecting Social Security. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. Anyone else want to add to that? Like, kind of like. You a cool boomer? No, uh-huh. he's a boomer, full blown, yeah. He makes good memes. He's not. He's not. A he boomer. does, you know. For a boomer, I'm not that old. I'm not that old. I'm not a boomer. I'm Gen X. <laughs> okay. For a boomer, I see. I see Hangum's memes and his comments. Damn his comments, his captions. I'm like, yo, that is not a boomer caption. <laughs> Shit. That's a good caption. It's probably why I'm on Shadow Band now. Yeah, that's exactly why. I can't make good shit. Zuck don't want Shadow that. Band yet. What? I think it's because all the cop stuff makes me seem leftist. So I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna post that meme I made about you, and then you'll be Shadow Band in 24 hours. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I have the perpetual shadow ban, so I just went private. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel like dealing with this shit, dude. It's kind of like the inauguration, though. You have to be shadow banned at least once. Yeah, well, I'm shadow banned eternally. Sometimes I'll post something, and I'm just like, this has to be it. And it just never happens. No, I, it happened yeah. randomly for me, dude. Like, literally, one post got deleted. And then every time I checked Instagram for, like, three straight days after that, I got a notification that either a comment or a post was deleted. And now I just, I've, I've never been free since. Please check like the cop speak hashtag because apparently I'm the only one who uses it except for one person a really long time ago and my stuff always shows up. So I hope that's that nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. It won't stuff. happen for long. Won't happen for long. How many followers do you have? Uh, like, like 2,500 or something. Yeah. Oh, yep. you're probably good for another 6,000. I, I was shadow banned from like 1,800 up to like 3,000. <laughs> All right, I um, had really slow growth for a long time because of it. And then I, I was good for a minute, and then I made a meme about the Philly cops being shot, and as I was making oh, it, I, I knew the shadow ban was coming, but I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, All memes right. about dead cops really hit you hard. <laughs> well, mine was the fact that I was kind of sad that they weren't dead. Exactly. <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's Gramps' favorite hashtag? Uh, dead cops make my dick hard. Yeah, I think, think whiskey's too. I think whiskey made that one. I'm not oh, sure though. Okay. And then there's uh there's Officer Peter. 
too. Yeah, that's definitely Gramps. That's Gramps all the way. <laughs> I'm so not surprised he's always shadow banned. I think he coined that one. <laughs> oh, um, savage dude, fucking. Okay, ass. before we move on to like questions and answers and stuff, no. I still want to know the Empress of Meme. What's your what got you into memes? Was that pre-doxing, post-doxing? I only started doing memes like in December. Okay. Um, my name is like somebody said impressive meme, like the word impressive. <laughs> I was just like, hey, that'd be, agree. Really, yeah. that'd be like a really good username. <laughs> I agree. It was just like kind of cocky. <laughs> yeah, a little bit pretentious, you know. It's kind of like naming your kid Thor or something like that, but otherwise cool. The name fits. She she, she, she she lives up to it. Those are some some pretty solid templates. Yeah, I mean, um, we're, we're I, well equipped in this community. I think you changed how most of us do it. Like a lot of people used to protect their templates. And I think since you've been on, I see less watermarks. I don't use them as much. I still I, use watermarks just because I'm I, I'm private now. So fuck it, I, I need the exposure. Otherwise, I'll <laughs> I'll never gain a follower. Yeah. Some of the people's watermarks are outrageous and they drive me crazy. But if they're too subtle, fucking bad, I'm not stopping. <laughs> Yours are outrageous. Some of them are really ridiculous. Like a quarter of the of the meme is a. Yeah. Like, yeah, I try uh, to be polite about it. Like I try to put it small and in the corner and everything. But your username is part of the name. It's too big. Yeah, I agree. That that's me, but that's fine. But also, <laughs> she started a trend where more people, if they make their own template, they are now sharing it. Yeah, like, yeah, I've that seen all that the time in the community times. where it didn't used to be like that. Yeah, I've seen that a couple times, and I genuinely think that's because Empress of me. I me genuinely too. Do. Which is impressive, you know? We tip, we tip our waves. hands to you. Making waves. And it's only got 2,500 followers. It's pretty cool. I, I remember um, when I had 2,500 followers. About a week after I made my account. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's kind Did of your fun. head fit inside your hat back then? My dick didn't. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Back in December... Um, when I started memeing, I have like a, a group chat of friends that I've had for a while and we would pretty much just like make really niche memes that only each other understood and we'd find cool templates and use them. And I was talking to one of my friends, not in the group chat, Sal Viagras, and we made meme templates from the Joe Rogan show with Alex Jones. <laughs> And they like went crazy viral. And I was just like, this would be kind of cool to like share different templates that I make or I find with other people and nobody else is really doing it. I thought, mm -hmm. you know, nobody would really follow an account like that. I'd stop at like 40 followers, but apparently <laughs> like there was a need for it. And there's a niche for it, definitely. I mean, I, I you know I regularly use the templates you post. If I saw one more person using, and I'm sorry if any of you did this recently, like the Drake meme, like I think I would go crazy. There's so many cool. Damn, I haven't seen that one in a while. <laughs> I still see it sometimes, but you know, I'll just go ahead and I'll just go ahead and say it. 
anybody listening to the this podcast hadn't followed uh Emerson meme she's got good templates if you're into the memes you know you should probably go ahead and give her a follow the Drake meme uh, is dead <laughs> and also the Drake meme is dead i mean i regularly use you know i mean if it, i i live meme like i don't i don't keep all templates i see if i have if i see a template and i immediately think of a meme that i could create from it i'll go ahead and screenshot it and i'll i'll turn it into a meme right then so i mean it's hard also uh something else like for anybody listening if you own a politogram or something like that and you want to make memes political memes or any memes really the subreddit meme templates i think it's called i mean i'm sure if you looked up meme templates you'd find it and they they post lots of different uh blank meme templates or people post meme template memes and ask for the meme template and a lot of people will uh comment with like an imager or a link to the the blank template so that's good that's where i find a lot of my shit too if you just if you find a meme that you like like you like the template even if the meme's stupid you can reverse google search it like yeah for a lot of times, I, I just do. edit it myself. Well, well, DuckDuckGo. Yes, sorry, DuckDuckGo. I <laughs> use that. It's just. I I think you got me using it. <laughs> I just need to get away from saying Google. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, I, edit, I edit a lot of the memes myself. If I find a meme that I like or a meme template that I like, I'll edit it. You know, I'll, I'll Photoshop out all the text and watermarks or whatever, and I'll I use the template for myself. Sometimes I can't find it, and I'll just like recreate it. Like I'll find the pictures that they use it, and make yeah, it myself. I've done that a couple times. <laughs> because I really sure like I've it. Done that. <laughs> I started the template archive. I used to use um, a Google Doc, like Docs thing. I don't know what you would call a singular Google Doc document <laughs> to do it, but they wouldn't like save. It was really annoying, and you had to like scroll, and it couldn't sort them. And then. Babylon steps back. He told me I should use Mega because it would be really easy. People could download the folder themselves. And then I dumped them all in there. I didn't sort them forever. And it just became a huge mess. So I spent like one weekend sorting them all. So now you can go through the archive and see all the categories and find the blank templates. There's over Thank 2, you for your service. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you uh, you want to jump into questions? I got a few kind of like short ones, I think, kind of like lighter ones. So, um, if you're if you're not a big drugs person, like favorite illegal anything, but so someone asked a uh, favorite illegal. Sorry, it cut out. Uh, favorite illegal substance, if any. Favorite illegal substance. Um, not anthrax. not hmm? anthrax. No, I'm just kidding. I don't do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Good answer. Good kidding. answer. I'm so sorry, FBI. Don't arrest me. <laughs> <laughs> that is. That's I don't do answer. any drugs or anything like that. Uh, uh, just support <laughs> it if you do it. I won't judge you. Well, we're getting fucked. That's a red flag for everyone. Not, <laughs> yeah, not, we're done for. <laughs> yeah, another notch on the belt. I have one. <laughs> Go ahead. Why did you say you're gonna marry Anglo and not uh? <laughs> oh, God. 
<laughs> Boogaloo <laughs> Brit. You made me pick one. And I've known Angel. Right, that is the time. question. It, it, apparently, people are have some interest in it. Really? People want to know. Oh my god. So 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 if you had you chose one. I know. Why did you choose Anglo over the bug? I am seniority. Seniority? Yeah, seniority. That works. Uh, that's a fair answer. That's a. Um. And then he sent a meme and rejected me. Oh. Yeah. He's like that. He's he's a he's mean spirited. That was awful. I'm just kidding. It was out of context that I posted that screenshot. <laughs> I I was like, that is cold. I, c I can't speak to him in good conscience. Anymore. Yeah, it was out of context. I just thought <laughs> it would be funny. Oh. Um, so here's another one. Oh, you have to. Like, we always have to find someone. <laughs> now, that he's, now that he's not a minicus, we just have to move on to everything else we do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so... I guess this one's probably more in regards to um, sort of technology and stuff. Um, where do you predict agorism to flourish in the future? So, um, that one's kind of a yard sarge. Um, <laughs> mass <laughs> adoption of Bitcoin. Yes. So, you think um, sort of a uh, a crypto becoming more accessible to the general public? Bitcoin becoming more successful. B Bitcoin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> But yes. Yeah. Are okay. you sponsored? Are you sponsored by Bitcoin? <laughs> Nobody's sponsored by Bitcoin, and that's the beauty of it. <laughs> All right. Next question. So um, <laughs> we've talked about this uh, DMing, but um, has has to be answered publicly. The anarchist empress isn't that a bit counterintuitive? Oh my gosh! People ask me that <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I like the name, least... and I'm not changing it. I have brand recognition. Yeah, it's good to keep. You gotta keep it. It's supposed to sound like impressive meme. It doesn't make it any better. It still sounds pretty cocky, but still, I like it. At least they weren't asking uh, why espresso meme. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people are gonna listen to this podcast and still be like, "Holy shit, she's a woman." <laughs> probably so I, I've said it before yeah. I'll, I'll say it again they will accuse you of being a 14 year old boy no matter what we say so yeah. like you guys have had two 14 year old boys on your podcast now what the fuck who's the other like I, I don't know what a girl skulls sounds. and scalps yeah, yeah. skulls Outside I call her uh, shooting gator because she asked me to give her a nickname and she's Native American so I decided to be just a little bit racist about it <laughs> Oh. Um, where do we go from that? <laughs> um, the fact the fact that Emmer, Empress obviously isn't listening to our podcast and doesn't know the other girl we had on. Wow. I knew she was on. I listened to her episode to see like how it would be like for me. <laughs> and that's why I said don't make me introduce myself because I would be nervous. Yeah. We did it anyway. We should have uh, known that was coming, though. Yeah, I prepared. Uh, I am out of good questions. These are all... These are weak, guys. Come on. Let me see. Oh, well, you know, how long have we got right now? Uh, we're, we're probably... 
probably around about an hour, so I don't know if we want How do you not know? With. Ask Greg. Ask Greg. Fedbot, yeah. how long do we have left? Uh, and Here, here's one. Here's one. I know you're big into the pr- prison systems and think they should be abolished. What are your thoughts on the death penalty? Oh, oh I'm super against it. <laughs> it's, you know, by the time... In all cases, including pedophilia or if someone obviously kills someone? I am always going to be against state-sanctioned murder, regardless of well, the states, like. Well, in an anarchist community where there is no state, how would you deal with the death penalty? Do you think that there it shouldn't be there at all? Even in that's I talked to my friends about this actually today, like how that would work, and I don't really have an answer for you. They're just you know, once you get rid of the state's monopoly on that, the market will find a way. That works best for everybody. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. They won't do so with violence. Well, okay. I think uh, generally, I don't think we've ever done this before, but I think a good way to wrap this up, kind of like hot ones, you know. Imp, go ahead and uh, tell us what you got going on. Go ahead and give yourself a a grandest shout out. Um, Shout shout yourself uh, out. If you're on other social media, you got other you got some plugs, you you want to tell your Twitter account or if you yeah, got a Facebook tell us account. About yourself, you know, tell us about how tell us tell us why we should follow you. Um I share meme templates on Instagram. I have a pretty really much cool daily. I, I try to post at least ten a day. I've slacked a little bit this month just because I haven't really felt like looking for a lot of them. Um, I forgive you. I don't know everybody <laughs> else, but I, I mean personally. We cool. We good. Oh, you can find the archive. And you can actually download it. So, like, if I ever disappear from social media, you'll still have that archive. Because you can... Oh, the whole thing? Yeah, all 2,500. You could just download it straight to your computer. It's super easy. That would make my my time in court so much more interesting. Hell, yeah. (laughs) It'd be like, not only did he have all these... But he had (laughs) 2,500 more waiting. He had an arsenal of memes. <laughs> All of a sudden, yes. you're a hate meme dealer. He was passing out the memes. I think I could call it an arsenal of memes. That's pretty clever. There you um, go. I, 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 am, I do work in marketing, so uh, <laughs> yeah, we can have that one for free. <laughs> so I post, if you want to learn about cops and propaganda, you could also follow me for that, too. I don't post. Yep. I post more of that than memes anymore, to be honest. That's okay. It's, yeah, it's a good, nobody, it's a good I, I, Yeah. Nobody it's in this community good, is complaining. No, it's a good transition. <laughs> Somebody just reached out to me and told me that I could have the Empress of Meme Twitter handle because they had it. She said she would figure out the password and hand that over. So I might be on Twitter. That's really sweet. Honestly, that means you've got a loyal following. Like regardless of how small it is. And I'm not saying it's small. I'm just saying if any of you out there have people that are willing to sacrifice things that they have or to create something based on you, you are doing something right. Like, just keep doing what you're doing. It was really nice. She just messaged me out of the blue and she ended up being like a civil rights advocate and like 
a Second Amendment advocate, so she like pretty much we agree on a lot of things. So I thought that was pretty cool because yeah, that's awesome. I knew the handle so, was uh, taken, but I didn't know who took it. So you I play uh, you play video games. I play some Minecraft, and I've played like like Breath of yeah. the Wild. <laughs> so uh, so I mean, you know, officially, could you be considered a gamer girl? No. I I think yes, that would help. Okay. So yeah, so I, go ahead and follow Empress of Meme. She's a gamer girl. She's got good memes. She's got good meme templates. I mean, what's not to love? You might as well go ahead and click that follow button. My friend sells really cool mugs, so you could like go buy a Liberty mug at libertymugs.com. Who? Who's your friend? Rollo McFlugel. What? His name is Rollo McFlugel. And he sells Liberty Mugs at LibertyMugs.com. All right. Good plug. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Mugs. Hey, BR, you want to... I don't have many plugs. I'm sorry. BR, you want to plug... You want to shamelessly plug yourself? Um, I need to pay my rent. So uh, if you like... (laughs) (laughs) I need need, need bourbon rent money and bullet money. So uh, if, if you like... If you like stickers that uh, offend bootlickers, Liberty Punk Inc. Link in my bio. Uh, he's got some good stickers. I was looking at him today while I was online trying to buy one of those scarf things. Oh yeah, and uh, good shit. if if you want to get raided quicker than usual, um, start ordering those face masks that have uh, my profile pictures smile mm-hmm. on them. Uh, Give them to uh, your friends. Someday those are going to be listed in history. Like it'll be a little footnote. Yeah. It'll be like a little cell of people were captured with these, and they were all uh, found, you know, dead. So, and then uh, they like do this whole research thing to figure out why all these people are wearing them, and then they'll have a documentary on Netflix thirty years later. It'll be like, yeah, they'll just laugh at us because we were the bad guys. <laughs> we we all we all really appreciate you listening. Go ahead and follow Empress of Meme. Gamer girl, meme queen. I mean, what's not to, what's not there that you need? Go ahead and give her a follow. Um, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Chris, what what the fuck else do I need to say? I don't know. You. <laughs> I need to tell Greg Craig to fuck off, right? Yeah. All right, Craig, fuck off. E militia out.